everyone. Welcome to the Mindful Marriage Podcast. My name is Brock. I'm the lead care and support pastor at Hope Fellowship, and I'm joined by my esteemed esteemed <laughs> colleague, Tara Wiedemeyer. Wieder, Wiedermeyer. I said Ew, it wrong. Wiedermeyer. 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 <laughs> Licensed professional counselor. Tara, how are you doing today? I am well. Thank you, Brock. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. All right. So, Tara, I have a topic for us today. All right. All right. So, are you a Seinfeld fan, the show Seinfeld yeah. at all? We've established this okay, 47 I know, I, times. I know, but yes, I but, love Seinfeld. Uh, as Alicia says, my wife, I'm a little unaware sometimes. <laughs> so there's a line in there that Kramer says once about something. I can't remember what it was, but he says, oh, they're talking about Jerry. And they said, he's the straw that stirs the drink. Like if it's missing, it's difficult for the drink to be good. And so today's topic I believe, is a straw that stirs the drink kind of thing for marriage. The drink of marriage. The drink of marriage. Oh, dear. And so it's something that I knew about, but I didn't really practice, wasn't really aware of for a long time in life. But I've become more aware of it the last few years, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, how did I operate without this quality for a long time? And so today we're going to talk about empathy, E-M-P-A-T-H-Y, empathy. Why are you spelling it? Well, because we won't go into that. (laughs) There's other spellings. So, Tara, could you give us a little definition of what you think empathy is? Yes, I can. Um, And I've never thought about it as the straw that stirs anything, so I'm going to have to chew on that one. It is to to me. It is to me, at least. Hey, whatever works, right? But empathy is um, our awareness toward the emotions of others and their stories. So our the ability to like put ourselves in their shoes, we're not pitying them or feeling sorry for them, which is sympathy, but we are trying to see it from their angle, feel it with them. Um, but yeah, it's our own awareness of their emotions and even how like, I think how that impacts us too. So Tara's a big fan of Brene Brown. See, I remembered something. Mm-hmm. And... Brene Brown has a little short video that you can just, if you want to Google Brene Brown yeah, empathy. It's great. It's fantastic. It really describes it well. But one of the things I think that was helpful for me in looking at empathy was that she made a statement in that video that empathy fuels connection. Mm-hmm. And so what I took from that, and help me if I if I've misunderstood this, is that what really we're after in communication and in, in empathy is connecting with other people. That's first and foremost, that we're taking their perspective, we're understanding their emotions, we're understanding what's going on in their life. And so when we're at that spot, when we have understood them and have that empathy, it kind of opens the door to a good relationship. Would that be a decent yeah, way to absolutely. describe it? I think empathy is, again, it is necessary in order for people to feel safe and connected so we can have these deep and meaningful, healthy relationships um, compassion is the emotional response to empathy. And so if we are able to have compassion and empathy towards people in our lives, it creates and fosters this environment of, you know, safety and hopefully non-judgment and love, which is going to, you know, put a dent in shame and feeling misunderstood, unseen, unheard, like we've talked about so much. But Empathy is truly like the antidote to shame is what she has found in her research. So for me in my marriage, it looked like this. So whenever 
Alicia would have something that was bothering her, something she needed to discuss. In my mind, my job was to hear what she was saying, dissect that information, and then give her advice mm-hmm. and tell her, here's what you should do. And sometimes I would even like, okay, I got it. You know, it was like I wasn't trying to say, hey, stop talking, but it's like, I understand. Here's some things that you should do. And Alicia would often say that she didn't feel like very heard in those moments. But I think that's a typical response for a lot of us. And at least I know as a pastor, I was taught, hey, you're supposed to figure things out so you can give advice. Mm -hmm. But when you do that, the person doesn't feel very connected to you. They feel kind of dismissed or feel kind of like you haven't really heard me. And so, but empathy kind of says, hey, in that moment, just try to take their perspective, understand their emotions. It's not advice giving at that moment. It's more of sitting in that moment, making sure that person feels seen, heard, and understood. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of times people do think or do identify kind of what you said, that example of just like being a fixer or giving advice. Um, Some people even have their own agenda in those moments. But I think a lot of times that that's considered to be empathy. And it's really, it's not empathetic. It is agenda driven or giving advice and trying to fix people's problems. And if we're not even invited into that space to do that or asked to do that, then that can even sometimes be like quite harmful. So there are moments where I think that's necessary. But again, a lot of times people just want to, you know, even just vent, but like they don't, they don't want someone to fix it. They, maybe there's not even something that can be done to fix it. They just want to discuss it, get it off their chest, help process it, not be judged, and, like, have that emotional support. But I didn't understand that. Mm-hmm. I thought the goal of communication was to resolve. Right. Was to come up with something. So every time we would get in a conversation, I was after one agenda, and she was just looking for someone to hear her, to see her, to value what she was saying. Like y'all both had your own expectations around it. Yeah, and so I was ruining every communication we had basically by jumping into advice giving and saying, oh, here's what you need to do, Alicia. Well, but I don't think it's it's what you're talking about. It's not ill-intended. No. But even but, even yeah. that can still be harmful, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think until we do have that awareness, that's going to happen. But as soon as we become more aware or she speaks up and says, hey, this isn't what I want, like we then have a responsibility to – do better and yeah. to learn how to do that. And, and empathy can be developed. It really can. Yeah. And over like over time, it can be learned and developed. For a long time, they thought empathy could not be learned or developed. Um, like if you didn't have, like you came into this world with like a certain amount or quota yeah. and, and that is not true. So it's, but it is about, it's about paying attention. It's about communicating. It's about getting out of our own heads and like, you know, Putting our agenda aside, even if that's like, I want to fix this for my spouse because I love them, that if that's not what they need or that's not helpful, we need to put it aside. Yeah. You know? There's an analogy. I don't know if I've used this before. And I always get, when I give my analogies, I get this little cross look from Tara as I'm sharing them. But I heard a guy once say that often, if you're not showing empathy in a conversation, you're thinking about your next response. Mm -hmm. Like, here's what I need to say instead of just listening like, hey, I really want to understand what they're saying. He said it's kind of like the in the old days when there'd be like the the Civil War muskets. As they're talking, you're sitting there kind of you know, pulling out the powder, putting it down in the gun. You're getting your your little bar thing out. You're pushing it down there. And you're putting the shot down there. So you're getting all your your shot ready to go. And you're just thinking about how you're going to respond. As soon as they're done, 
you go, okay, and then you kind of shoot back a little bit with your thoughts and your opinions mm. instead of really just putting all that musket stuff aside and just really trying to understand and hear what that person's having to say instead of thinking about your response or what advice you need to give. You're just making sure that person feels and understand, and you're understanding what they're saying. Yeah, it's, it's literally just about connection, and and that looks different in different contexts and environments. But, yeah, it's not about us in those moments. Yeah. And I think so oftentimes we make it about us without meaning to. Again, it's not ill-intended, but it's, it's just, I don't know. It does, It it if we can learn to do this and sit in these moments with people or have these experiences it does, it's like um, we learn to be more vulnerable and we have deeper, more meaningful connections. Trust is built, you know, all these things. But like I can't talk about empathy with clients and not get into shame. And so a lot of times what I see is people who who struggle to be empathetic towards themselves or, mm. you know, um, others may have a lot of shame. I think we all have shame in some former fashion. Um, but it is truly like if we can learn to do that, we take the power out of and make dents in shame every single time. And that is so healing. And so in a marriage, whether there's shame, you know, but because of your partner or like around your partner, it's still going to keep you from connecting with them no matter what. And so when we can do this with our partners or spouses, it is we're on the like healing track. Does that make sense? Yeah, because you think about it, like, and this is why I call it the straw that stirs the drink, because communication is a pretty major part of any friendship, any relationship, obviously. Would, would that be acceptable mm-hmm. to say that statement? Um, I always have to run everything by Terry because I get scolded off air afterwards. Oh, so. my god! And so, but like, if your partner doesn't feel connected to you, if they don't feel valued by you, it's going to be difficult to have a really healthy relationship. Well, yeah. And the, it's going to be, you know, we we're talking about like connection and communication. It's either going to be, you know, maybe hostile or short or surface stuff. You know, you're not going to get into the nitty gritty right. because it's not safe to do that. It's uncomfortable already. So why would I want to do that if the person is just going to like, tell me what I should do or jump in and try to fix it for me or dismiss what I say. Tell me or what I'm doing wrong. Tell me yeah. that what I feel is wrong. You know, all these, like, that's not helpful. So people just won't do it. And it's so easy to not do it because it is uncomfortable. So there's already going to be this natural, like, mm, do I really want to, do I want to get into this or do I want to share this today? Um, so yeah, it's, it is, it is vital. It really is. Because if your partner doesn't feel that safe with you, it, it seems natural that over time there's going to be some distance created. Oh, yeah. And that intimacy level is going to be affected by that. Because well, yeah, like, if, if I don't feel safe with this person, that af- that affects the entire relationship. Yes. The the what's um the level of vulnerability goes down or like vulnerability takes a hit. And if we can't be vulnerable with our spouse, we can't be connected. Yeah. So that's why I think empathy is such a big deal, uh, because it, it allows that to take place and it sets the tone for all of our marriage, because communication, empathy is a big deal. And so, uh, Brene Brown, she lists four qualities of empathy. And so I think this helps, at least for me, and as I, as I think about developing, like you said, that quality of empathy, it's, it's perspective taking is one of them, the ability to recognize 
their perspective as the way they see truth. And so you're, you're not trying to put any judgment on their perspective. Mm-hmm. You're just trying to hear, how do you see this? Yeah. How do you see this situation? It's about their perception and just where they're at. So there's no in judgment moment. in that. I just want to understand what this person is thinking. And then staying out of judgment in that and just like, I want to hear. I'm. It's like you're gathering information yes, about you're, them. You're being curious. Yeah. And so you're kind of building that story of how they see things. And then recognizing the emotion in that person. So you're not, you know, dismissing their emotion, recognizing that must be difficult. That must be really hard. That must hurt you. So you're still, again, you're still not judging or saying, here's what you should do. You're just saying, from your perspective, I can see how that mm-hmm. would be painful or happy or whatever it might be yeah. in, in that moment. And then the last one is communicating then that you understand that emotion. So that's, as her definition of empathy goes, it's like you're hearing their perspective, understanding that perspective, recognize your emotion, and communicating that you understand that emotion. If you can do those things, then a person starts to feel seen, heard, and valued. Is Mm -hmm. that a decent way to to look at it? Yeah, absolutely. And then that's just going to spur on the, like, it gives them kind of that push or courage to keep going, be vulnerable, Go like be more deeply connected, and if there is shame in that moment, it's it's hopefully very healing and um, quiets that storm. And it, and it may seem it felt like it, it, this seemed dangerous to me for some reason. Like if I mm-hmm. if my wife is doing something that could be harmful to her, it seemed dangerous to just not be in this advice giving mode, but understanding mode. But it really, if a person feels seen, heard, and valued, then it's almost like they're more open to, hey, what were your, they're, you, they're invited, as you said earlier, you're like, hey, Brock, what would you say? How, how would you yeah. handle that situation? Well, and that comes, that does come eventually, right? Exactly. If the conversation yeah. so keeps like going, yeah. yeah, like at first there needs to just be some dialogue and communication or one person is, you know, talking, the other person is practicing empathy, but, you know, that keeps going. And if there's a a need for something to be resolved or fixed or, game planned, hopefully they will invite us into that space if they feel safe enough to do so. Because if someone feels safe, they're going to ask for your thoughts or what would you, yeah. know, what would you do on that? But it's like... Because they value your opinion. They trust you. Yeah. We've just got the... We've got it backwards a lot of times. At least I did. I was saying, here's these things. And this person didn't feel seen, heard, or valued. And I'm not giving up my right to share my thoughts or opinions. I'm just understanding them first and then waiting for an invitation yeah. to do that. You're so putting still... the cart before the horse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So Tara, uh, on the spot here a little bit. So if, if we were to get Daniel here in the room and we were to explain how Daniel could show extreme empathy towards you when you're communicating, what would that look like? What would you need from a human being to show you empathy? Uh, I think it depends on the situation, you know, like what what I'm talking about, what space I'm in, um, that kind of thing. But I mean, generally speaking, not jumping in with advice um, or trying to fix it. And again, I can recognize like this is out of a place of love. They don't want me hurting or they don't want me X, Y, Z. So like they're trying to get ahead of that and manage that kind of. Um, but just just being there and like body language matters. I think we, we pick up on that and connect with that or, or don't, um, without even like subconsciously a lot of times. So like having open body language facing me, um, not having like a defensive stance or looking like he's about to like, like he's ready to walk out of the room and I'm just getting comfortable kind of thing, you know? But I think just, again, just like 
no agenda, not rushed, um, slow to speak, maybe um, tone for sure matters. Uh, I think sometimes also matching people, not always. I mean, if someone's like super angry and like they need to kind of decompress, like we don't need to match that necessarily. But if they're, you know, they're moving, if I'm talking slowly or I'm upset and crying, I'm not saying he needs to sit there and blubber with me, but to just kind of like slow his roll a little bit, you Mm -hmm. know, and not rush me, that kind of thing. So I think, again, it just kind of depends, but um, just feeling like I just want to feel loved and um, supported and connected in those moments. So so a Daniel look would be when Tara needs to talk about something that he would just, his body language, he's like, he just he's present with you. Mm-hmm. He's caring about you. He's, he's facing me. Facing you. It's not he's, a standoff. He's not offering a lot of input ex- except for, I mean, there's some some verbal things like, wow, or like just some verbal articulation that could happen or yeah. asking questions, well, like, well, repeating some things, but he's not trying to say, do this, do that. It's no. more like he's digging into your story. Mm-hmm. And so he's gaining your perspective is what's happening. He's gaining that empathy. And sometimes to gain people's perspectives, sorry to interrupt you, but You're like fine. we can, you know, ask those questions or sometimes even just we can get perspective just by listening and watching as yeah. well. And maybe talk, and again, it just depends on the context and I think the relationship. And so it doesn't, sometimes it's okay to ask as we go. And I think sometimes it's, we just need to read the room, yeah. you know, we yeah. may not need to quite yet. Yeah. I think for, for me, when, when I, I feel like Alicia is really empathetic toward me is like, just, just exactly what you were saying. She's just present in the room. I mean, and even if it's hard sometimes, it, uh, the eye contact can disappear. She can just be looked down, but I know that she's just present with me, just listening. And she's not saying anything. It's just, she's listening and letting me vent and get all that stuff out. And it's like, there's at the end, I'm like, well, thank you. You know, and she just kind of sat there, but she looked like she was engaged, cared what I had to say. Mm-hmm. And I feel connected. And it's until I get that stuff out, I don't really want to hear, hey, here's how what happened to me. Here's some advice. But when I get all that stuff out, I'm like, okay. Now I'm just so open to receiving their input and, and her advice and thoughts on what maybe would be a, a different way to look at it. Yeah. You know how <clears throat> recently we talked about like bids for connection? Yeah. Or at least it feels recently. I'm not yeah. sure what episode that yeah. was. But the, I think empathy, like bids for connection play into that. Like our spouse can, again, body language and facing us and gestures and tones like that, that this they overlap for sure, but I think when we are empathetic and safe, especially consistently, like that alone is kind of a bit for connection, yeah. but it it creates more opportunity and desire and motivation to make bits for connection in between and going forward. Yeah. Yeah. And if a, it, it just seems like that's, again, the straw that serves a drink, it just sets a climate of your entire home. If you feel that this person really cares about me, then that you know, kind of overlooks maybe some minor offenses or it's easier to let things go or easier to think about their needs because it's not just, you're just not always striving for your needs to be met too. Um, And I just think it's such a, and I just, I was so bad at it. I didn't realize it. And then to realize now that this is something that can really help a person feel connected, it it really does seem to be a game changer Mm -hmm. in marriage that, and and so kind of a rule of thumb that I have that I'm working, I'm not always perfect at it, obviously, but when Alicia's talking and sharing, the rule of thumb is, man, I want to understand her story, and I'm going to withhold any advice until she invites me to give some thoughts on it. 
And so that's how I'm trying to, to navigate. And it seems to be a world of difference in our communication because all of a sudden I'm asking questions. I'm just listening a little bit more and then waiting for her to say, and it happens all the time now. She'll say, oh, what would you do at the end? I'm like, that was not happening earlier on in our marriage. <laughs> yes, I've been waiting for this. Exactly. And so it's just because she feels that this person's understood what I had to say. And so, and then if they don't invite, then we, you know, just kind of wait and make sure they continue to feel heard. Yeah. And it also, it take it, it lets us off the hook when we move into this space because it's not ours to fix. It's not ours to own or take responsibility for. And we're over there like racking our brains sometimes or feeling pressure or um, pressure to like to offer this really sage wisdom or whatever it is. And yeah. It's not ours to do. It's gone when you, you, yeah. you just listen. Yeah. And so sometimes when they do invite us into that space and we have been empathetic and truly present with them, those if there is an answer to actually give or a suggestion to make, I think it's, I don't want to say easier necessarily, but like th- the pressure isn't there because it's a very organic response because you've been in it with them rather than like seeing it from the outside looking in and just throwing your your agenda or your advice onto it. It's like, man, like I really see this for what it is now. If this were me, this is what I would do. Or because they're feeling X, Y, Z, like I think we should go this direction, you know, whatever. But so I just think it, it, it just, it changes the playing field yeah, for sure. And it just, it's amazing to me that like we all need that. Mm-hmm. Every person needs that, but most of us just don't have the understanding or the idea that this is kind of how it works, that we should really be, you know, at home, at work with our friends. This is, this is kind of a, a a way to look at life of helping people feel, hey, I hear you. I understand you because you know, we all want that. We all need that. We're, we're hardwired as we've talked about. And we've also talked before about we want to make deposits into the positive side. Mm-hmm. And this is a huge deposit. If you're hearing someone and you hear their story and you think, man, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, that's a huge deposit into the positive side of making your marriage go in a good direction. Yeah. And it also just organically helps. It lessens conflict, I think, too. Yeah. Um, at least like on the argumentative end, like the, the unhealthy stuff and the more aggressive. Because if you're being, if you're in it with somebody and you're in the trenches and you're, it softens you, mm-hmm. you know, and so you can't. I don't think come at it like angrily as much or at least directed towards your spouse, you know, but it just, it changes your tone. It changes your body language. It changes your heart for that person. And that therefore like reduces conflict, you know. How many times it feels like in life have you just heard someone's story and you're like, all of a sudden you just have compassion toward them, empathy toward them. Uh, I, I would get to be involved with regeneration on Monday nights. And so a lot of people will share their story about how God has been working in their life. And every time I'm just like, there's this whole new level of understanding, compassion and grace toward this person mm-hmm. because I've just heard them and I've really heard what has happened to them and what drives them and what they think about. And it just, you kind of, it's like you're drawn to that person. And so the same thing happens in marriage when someone gets to tell their story, we have a better understanding and we're drawn to them. And it's just, it's mm-hmm. just beautiful way that it, that works. So yeah, it's it's definitely a bridge connector. Yeah. So can can we go with the it's a it's a straw that stirs the drink of marriage. It's kind of a big deal. I will not commit to that yet. But okay. I, right. well, I will get you. back to you. All right. So we mm-hmm. always like to end the podcast with a mindful moment, something practical. And so I'll start off okay. with something practical. And so I'm going to speak to the guys. Okay. If I could. And so guys, the next time that your spouse. Uh, 
starts to talk and share, I mean, make sure, like Tara said, that we turn toward our spouse, eye contact, we listen, and you're just trying to think, hey, I'm not going to give advice here. I want to just ask questions and get to know what's going on in their story and gain their perspective. And I'm just going to hold off on any advice unless they ask me to. And that, I think that can be a game changer. We start to build up those times over and over. And I think our wife's going to start to feel pretty valued. And so really just, hey, I'm getting away from advice. I'm going to become this perspective taker. And I think that can really make a big difference. And so, Tara, any advice for the the female species? Is it a, sure. is it a species or is that just a, a gender? I don't know what? for sure. Okay. Let's just move on. Okay. So um, I think, I mean, I think if, so men and women can go about it the way Brock talked about it for sure. So if, you know, you ladies find yourselves like maybe that's more your MO, like doing what Brock said. But if, if you're on the other end of that and you feel like your husband is like trying to fix it or give advice unwarranted, you know, things like that, gently speaking up and just saying, maybe even before you start talking, like, hey, I just want to share this with you. You know, I don't, I don't want you to fix it. Maybe you don't even need him to fix it. Um, And just, could you just listen to me? And if you do have questions, like, feel free to ask him or save him for the end. But like, I just, I just want to talk. And I don't, I just want you to be here. You know, ask for what you need, whatever that means. And, and if, you know, he starts to interrupt and it's moving in that direction, you know, point it out maybe, but I think just give it a shot. But, I, and also on the flip side of that, when your husband is sharing something, like be present and watch your body language and your facial expressions and the way you talk and mm-hmm. the questions you ask. And just, again, we're just trying to be more aware, more mindful so we can be better connected. And then if they continue to interrupt, just say, hey, could you listen to season five, episode yeah. 11 of yeah. the Mindful Marriage Podcast, please? Exactly. Yeah, that'll be good. Just just play it and leave the room. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> so the Brene Brown video, Brene Brown Empathy, if you just want to Google that, she's got a it's short It's an animated little, video. So yeah. if you all see that and you're like, this seems like it's for kids, it is not. Yeah. And then it's even wonderful. Take some notes on that about perspective taking. I think it was really a big turning point for me, that crazy little video and just hearing that and just seeing that. And so, uh, Tara, thank you as always, uh, for your time and your empathy. Tara's, Tara's good at empathy, but I guess as a therapist, you probably have to, that's a skill one needs to possess. That would be very problematic. I feel like. Could we say it's a straw that stirs the drink of therapy? We we cannot say that now. Okay. I tried. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thank you for your time today and good luck on the empathy. Bye everybody. 